powered by Clear Vision Development Group. This is Better Than Before with Tony Richards, a business leaders podcast. Each week, we'll provide you with top business insights, fresh perspectives from world-class guests, and the tools you need to lead better than before. And now, here's your host, author and business coach, Tony Richards. Hi again, everyone. Tony Richards here. Welcome to the program where we celebrate the life and career of the late, great B.J. Thomas, whom we lost over Memorial Day weekend. B.J. was 78 years old, and he will always, always be causing raindrops to keep falling on our heads. Today on the program, my special guest is the wonderful Donna Dahl who has a fabulous story to tell you. It's an awesome comeback story, and I can't wait for you to hear it. I'm going to focus today in our leadership business lesson on two habits that can paralyze us for a lifetime. That's today's program, and it's sponsored by University Subaru, homegrown and proud of it. There's nothing quite like the love of a good dog. At University Subaru, it seems to us they're all good. See special pet-friendly features in the new 2021 Subaru Outback and Forester. It's never been easier to hit the open road with your best friend and to keep them safe with Subaru all-wheel drive. Subaru is dog-tested and dog-approved. Love, it's what makes a Subaru a Subaru and a dog a dog. University Subaru, Columbia, homegrown and proud of it. Are you working twice as hard but enjoying fewer rewards? Maybe you're highly accomplished, but you just can't seem to break through and make the next big move. Or you run a business that has begun to grow stagnant. It doesn't have to stay that way. Even the best leaders have felt as if their careers were spiraling out of control, but that's when they had to lead and lead big. Tony Richards' new book, The Big Idea, 52 Ways to Be a Better Leader Now, will help launch you forward in leadership. Learn how to take charge and lead yourself, lead others, and lead your company. Purchase online today at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and our website, clearvisiondevelopment.com. Welcome back to Better Than Before. I'm Tony Richards and often described by her clients as an optimistic yet down-to-earth knowledgeable and energetic thought leader, Donna Dahl is one of the strongest empowerment coaches in the industry. In addition to working with CEOs and aspiring entrepreneurs on developing their enterprise or working with authors in committing words to a manuscript, she is award-winning and grateful. Most of all, as your coach, she is simultaneously your challenger and your cheerleader. She's published five successful self-improvement books in support of entrepreneurs and personal empowerment. And most recently, Donna released Empowering the Leader Within You, a journey into the world of an independent entrepreneur. Donna often says, when my clients grow and experience success with their desired outcomes, I applaud them. I'm so happy for them that I am bursting with pride for what they have been able to accomplish. In this book, which I love the title of this one, Lessons I Learned from the Tortoise, she writes, challengers inspire us to take giant steps long before we might ever become giants. Because Donna views challenges as opportunities, she encourages her readers and her clients to engage in ventures they never thought to be possible. 
Donna is quite the award winner also. She's the recipient of the Women of Inspiration Award, the Queen Elizabeth II Diamond Jubilee Medal, the 100th Anniversary International Women's Day Award for Outstanding Service to Business, and she's been named to the 2020 list of Top 100 Canadian Professionals. And joining us now, live from Calgary, Alberta, Canada, the one and only Donna Dahl. Donna, thank you so much for making time for me today. You're very welcome. Thank you for inviting me. What an intro. Goodness gracious. I have written two books and I'm exhausted and you've written five. That's quite an accomplishment. And I want to get into those books in just a little while. But you have the most amazing story. When we first met and you told me your story, it's just quite intriguing. And I want you to share that and tell us how you got started as an author and a coach and a little bit about your background. Thank you, Tony. I like to think of my story in the way of tenacity. In my books, Tenacity Rules. There I was, happily married, celebrating one year of marriage on top of the world. And I'm in a car accident. And it was one of those events where everybody could get out of their vehicles, stand, walk around, all of that. If it was something that was mentioned in the media, what would have been written about it is that there were no life-threatening injuries, except that my life changed that day. And while there were no life-threatening injuries, there were certainly life-challenging injuries that I needed to be dealing with. Chronic pain affects bodily function and affects brain function. I had difficulties with certain physical activities, and I had difficulties with memory. Those difficulties were not easy to address, were not easy to diagnose, were not easy to remedy. And so I was shunted in some ways from one professional to another, to another, to another, until I sort of ended up on a path of individuals who were prepared to pay attention, individuals who could give me some support because all this time my husband is supporting me, but I'm not able to, for instance, tell you that what I had for breakfast was this thing. It's round and it's a color and you peel it and it comes out in sections, but I couldn't tell you it was an orange. Mm. For someone that was making her living based on her ability to communicate it was devastating because it meant that I could no longer participate even in social function. I would be speaking a sentence and people would be waiting for the rest of it. And I wouldn't be able to finish it because I'd forgotten what the first part was that I had spoken. I think that it taught me in some ways what it's like to be put into a situation where you have to begin again. I had to deal with, have I lost all that material that's in my brain that I've spent years developing with a master's degree in educational psychology, my training in neurolinguistics, and was all that information evaporating and no more available? With the help of a number of different individuals, I was able to regain sufficient aspects of my memory and sufficient aspects of brain function so that when the publisher of a magazine came along and said, would you write an article for me? I was very evasive. <laughs> sure. 
very, you're asking me to do something that maybe my oral voice can't do, but I'm not sure that I can even do it in writing. I had lost a considerable amount of arm function as well. Oh, wow. The diagnosis was that I had spent the muscle in my arm. And by that, if I had spent the muscle, it means that I had overtaxed the muscle and that using it was compromising its ability to regenerate. In fact, there was little hope that it would ever regenerate. My goodness. So here I am writing this article and I spent three weeks to write a thousand words. My husband is my personal and favorite editor. And he said, do you want to just send it? And so I did. And within five minutes, no kidding, within five minutes, the publisher sends me back an email that says, perfect. Oh, my. I honestly didn't know whether to laugh or cry because I thought, okay, if it's good, I might be able to want to repeat this experience. But at that level, are you kidding me? What an empowering feeling, though, to get approved back just so fast. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And so the journey began. And that first article grew into 16 more articles over time for this publisher. That first article came with a that I, double dog daria. Mm-hmm. Double dog daria to write a book out of that article. That's great. Well... I evaded that one too. <laughs> I was becoming very polished at evasion. Well, I shared with you when we talked the first time that what drew me to you and to reach out to you was what you call yourself, which is an empowerment coach. And I just thought that was the coolest thing. I'm like, oh yeah, that's what people need. They need to be empowered. Now, when you combine that with your background story, it makes a lot of sense because When that email came back to you, perfect, on your article, that's just a perfect example of being empowered, isn't it? Yes. Just a big stroke of confidence right there. And so often, Tony, that's exactly what is missing in terms of moving forward is, gee, I've got this push-me-pull-you machine that would really like me to be able to move forward and get something done, but I don't know if I could. Or I don't know if I should, or if I could, would I? And so, so consequently, we become our own worst stumbling blocks. So that article and that email back with just the one word, perfect, led you down the path of writing five books then. That book came out 14 months later, and that book became the foundation of my coaching practice. And that's the tortoise book, right? Actually, that was a book on trade shows. Tortoise was my third book. Oh, okay. Well, I should let you tell it because. uh... (laughs) My second book became the marketing textbook for a local training company. And it was the textbook of choice for the next half dozen years. I was very, very proud to have been selected as that critical piece for that company's trainees. So then what was your second book then? The second book is called Demystifying Marketing. And it has 40 different pieces in it that you can use to create your own marketing platform. It's designed so that no piece is required to read 
to do the next piece, you can take it from number 13 to number 28, back to number nine, up to 17. You can do it in any order that you want. And if you do one a week or so throughout the year, the book lasts you a whole entire year and you come back to it next year and start again because you're going to be in a new place doing new things. So then came lessons I learned from the tortoise. Then came tortoise. And then the fourth book is called what? The fourth book was a revisit of the first one, Trade Shows. What I wanted to do with the Trade Shows book was to add the social media component. So often when a business goes to a trade show, especially when they're just starting out, is that they rely on the trade show organizer in order to bring them an audience of buyers, an audience of visitors. They don't necessarily participate in their own marketing of their own event. The second version added that social media component so that by working in concert with the organizer and with other people in the show, now you bring a cadre of individuals and you can work collaboratively in order to make the event more successful. That makes sense. And then your latest book, which is Empowering the Leader Within You, that's out now. Oh, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Beautiful. Thank you. And so five books, one of them on trade shows, one of them on marketing, one of them on social media trade shows, and then two very personal empowering type books. I got to ask you, your favorite one is? My favorite is Tortoise. Mine too. Ever since I read Aesop's Fable growing up, The story just spoke to me. It spoke to me about the possibility that if you were tenacious enough, you could accomplish amazing things. And so in the afterword in Tortoise, I wrote a four-line piece, if I may share. Absolutely. It goes like this. Challengers, inspire us to take giant steps long before we might ever become giants. Giants poke at our metal and cause us to develop armor plate. Challengers encourage us and mentor us and motivate us to break free of our thresholds and grow. Challengers invite us to explore possibilities and hold us accountable in the manifesting of our dreams. That's just beautiful. That should be on something that you could look at every single day. Something you put on your desk, something you put on your wall, something you put in your car, something that you can just view that. Uh, I, I really like it. Let's tap into your business sense here. Speak to the comparison of entrepreneurship and entrepreneurship in as much as that impacts the customer. Entrepreneurship comes with a certain sense of, of ownership, a certain level of pride in product or the service that we're delivering. What if our company could have a cadre of pseudo entrepreneurs who behaved with customer service as though they owned the company? How would that make customer service different? I haven't looked up a study on this, but wouldn't it be interesting to know if employees who are 
For instance, part owners of the company, if they behave differently with respect to customer service than those who see themselves as a clerk in the position, for instance. I would say yes, but like you, I have not seen a study, but the whole essence of accountability is ownership. So you would think that the performance of the amount of care they take would be greater. Exactly. Exactly. And so if I'm in customer service and I am empowered by my superiors to treat the customer in such a way as I am the pseudo owner of the company, and how can I make this so that the customer is satisfied within the confines that I am given to provide this, it creates a win-win. And I think that when we can take ownership, not just of the responsibility, but also of, of the pride and the satisfaction in the outcome, it helps people be happy. And the end result is probably less sick time, more people showing up for work and all kinds of things. Well, listeners of this program know that I quote this quite often, but my favorite quote on this particular subject is Jack Welch, former CEO of General Electric. He said, employees look to the company for job security, and that's the wrong place. Employees should look to the customer for job security. I love it. Which makes sense with what you're saying, right? The more ownership you take in the company, the more accountability you have for that experience the customer has. And that secures your position. For certain. For certain. I know you do a lot of work with nonprofit boards. How do you think that plays there? If I'm a member of a not-for-profit board, if I treat that position as though I am that pseudo-entrepreneur, that entrepreneur of the organization that I represent, then I think that bodes well for the organization. And so... Every chance I get, I just love working with these boards in order to create teamwork and ownership of the responsibility that they've taken on. I like it. You keep the confidentiality of the client and all that, but tell me a little bit about an outcome that you're really proud of that you've been able to achieve with someone. I'm sure there are many. You'll have to single one out. So There's no client that I am not proud of. I'm proud of every single one of them. It doesn't matter whether they come from the field of sport or whether they come from the field of real estate, mortgages, estheticians, scientists, inventors. It doesn't matter. I'm proud to have been invited into the journey of every single one of them. But one most recently particularly stands out. She is someone who I worked with for a period of four years as a book shepherd, she was adamant that what she was going to do was to write her book and draft one, draft two, draft three. And it was kind of, Donna, am I ever going to have this book ready? But April 27th, a month ago yesterday, she became an international bestseller for wow. her. Wow. Fantastic. And that's something that has occurred probably pretty frequently with people that you work with on their book, right? I'm into working with people who are ready to take giant steps. Yeah, you bet. And they are ready to actually complete what they start, I'm sure. Yes. Because like I said, I've written two and I'm exhausted just thinking about writing a third one. 
I don't know. Maybe this happens to people when they get in the middle of anything that's challenging, but there is a point or two where you're just like, do I really have to be an author? Do I really have to write this? You just think about giving up a couple of times. And so I can see how you there helping shepherd them through the process from getting to end. That's a very valuable thing. It's precious. It is oh so precious because people who want to be an author deserve to be able to be created in print in a way that they are proud to have manifested this legacy. It's critical. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I wrote a blog post once called Why I Write. And the whole thing boiled down. It was a very short post, but the whole thing boiled down to I'll be gone someday. And I think it would be nice to have some sort of record around about how I sort of thought about things, right? And so I totally get what you're saying. For someone who has been blessed and has been given a lot as far as having your, let's say, comeback from your terrible accident and then breaking through with the article, then breaking through to your first book all the way to five books and breaking through to help others break through. If someone were to say, Donna, we're going to give you three wishes for your professional world today, what would you wish for? This particular question causes me to say, I wish that everybody who owned a business would come to know what the value could be by bringing on a coach to work with them, not only with respect to their business, but also with respect to their life. The two are merged and that's okay. So let's get rid of the things that don't belong and let's deal with the things that do belong. If I could wave my magic wand and every business person would have a coach, wow. I'll join you in that. Maybe we can get that done. I love that. What would the other two be? Well, one would be that I would be a bestseller myself. Okay. And another would be that I would be able to continue to work with more people who want to create their bestseller. I like it. That's awesome. Well, I've got a list of closing questions that I ask every guest that comes on the show. So we're going to find out quite a bit about Donna Dahl here in just a couple of questions. Are you ready for these? I hope so. Now, this first question is going to speak directly to something in your story. But of the memories you have now, what is the best memory that comes to mind? Personally, the day I married my husband. Oh, that's great. And what's his name? Ron. And what was that day? That day was May the 15th, 1993. There you go. I'm giving you a workout here today. (laughs) All right. Who's the number one hero in your life? The hero. That would be my dad. What was his name? His name was Fred. Fred. What did Fred do? Fred was a farmer. Oh, good. I grew up in a farming family. What's the top value you subscribe to? That's kind of difficult. Toss between love and trust and friendship. Okay. Who's the most important person in your life? The most important person is my husband. All right, Ron. What's your favorite thing? My favorite thing? Probably my computer. (laughs) I I can't live without (laughs) my... And we had scary moments this week, folks, because the computer crashed and had to be sent off for repair. Yes. So what's your favorite food? That's kind of a tough one. I have some dietary restrictions, but let's go with ice cream. All right. Most beautiful place you've ever visited. 
Oh my, most beautiful place. I'm going to say there's a special district in Shanghai that when you get a chance to see this district on the waterfront at night, it is magical. Oh, cool. If you could describe success in one word, what would the word be? Contentment. We spoke about this one briefly, but how do you want to be remembered? For the legacy that I leave. And what do you want that to be? I want to leave a legacy of material that is food for thought for future people who enter into entrepreneurship. Great. If you could go back and give the younger version of Donna some advice, what would that advice be? (laughs) Figure out how to grow taller sooner. (laughs) (laughs) What's your favorite sound? The sound of a waterfall. Yeah, I like that one too. And finally, last one. Of all the lessons you've learned, what's the best lesson? Love thy neighbor as thyself. That's good. Tell everybody how to find out more about your practice and about your books and everything. You have a website they could go to? Yes. In fact, I currently have two websites. You will find my books listed on the books menu at donadal.ca. Okay, good. And the information that you need in order to find Donadal, the book shepherd, is at donapdahl.com, D-O-N-N-A-P-D-A-H-L.com. Good. So if they're interested in the empowerment coaching, they can go to the first website. The books, they can go to the first website. And the second website, they can go there if they're interested in you helping shepherd them and coach them on their book. Yes. Okay, wonderful. Listen. We went through some stuff to bring Donna to you folks. I mean, we had to get the computer to the shop and get it fixed. And Donna had to reschedule us. And she's got a busy schedule helping people anyway. Donna, you were fabulous today. And I know everybody really appreciated hearing your story and some of the great things you had to share with them today. So I just wanted you to know I'm proud to be your friend. And I appreciate you spending time with us. My pleasure to be here. Thanks, Tony. You're welcome. All right. Donna Dahl, everybody. I will have a business and leadership lesson coming up next here on Better Than Before. Stand by. There's nothing quite like the love of a good dog. At University Subaru, it seems to us they're all good. See special pet-friendly features in the new 2021 Subaru Outback and Forester. It's never been easier to hit the open road with your best friend and to keep them safe with Subaru all-wheel drive. Subaru is dog-tested and dog-approved. Love, it's what makes a Subaru a Subaru and a dog a dog. University Subaru, Columbia, homegrown and proud of it. Receive weekly coaching tips from Tony Richards, delivered straight to your inbox. Whether you're a CEO or an entrepreneur, Tony can help you reach your goals and give you a competitive edge within your industry. Tony's Monday Morning Coaching Memo covers topics ranging from leadership development to teamwork to company culture and more. Text the word leadership to 38470 to sign up for Tony's Monday Morning Coaching Memo or sign up online at clearvisiondevelopment.com. Welcome back to Better Than Before. I'm Tony Richards, and today I'm going to focus on two habits that can paralyze us for a lifetime. You know, habits make us 
and habits break us. For most people, in order to be more successful in their business or in their career, they must confront old habits or they have to form new habits. Now, we all know breaking old habits isn't easy, especially since you may have wired your mind to respond in a certain way to different situations. We are always our own worst obstacle, and these habits will cause us to self-sabotage if we don't switch gears and create new habits or at least mitigate our old ones. Here's paralyzing habit number one, procrastination. Now, generally speaking, we procrastinate because we judge ourselves by an unachievable perfection standard. Procrastination robs us of our personal confidence before we decide to start engagement with a project or a task. We delay action because we don't feel confident enough to take it on or get started. When we put things off, we take any ounce of confidence we may have had, and it makes getting started difficult times two, maybe times 10. And the next thing is the negativity multiplicity effect that occurs, and we need to feel a sense of loss and guilt about the time and energy we've already wasted due to the procrastination. Nothing makes us feel worse than undermining our own chances of success. Paralyzing habit number two, a close cousin, is perfectionism. Now, this bad habit puts unbelievable stress inside an individual. The ideal achievement of perfection has never been or ever will be experienced by a human being. No matter how hard we try, how will we ever know we have achieved perfection? We won't. No matter how hard we try, we won't ever know. And one of the biases which accompany this habit is a lack of understanding of how other people view and value things. The perfectionist is always trying to achieve this ideal but no other person expects it, requires it, or even appreciates it. Procrastination without engagement is counterproductive and worthless. Your self-confidence and your energy will be drained before you ever start your project. Letting your perfectionism go will require an emotional and mental shift on your part to realize that even if you strive for perfection, the extra amount will not be valued or appreciated by the end user. Everything and anything can always be improved a little bit. Now, to fight procrastination, you have to positively engage in some way. You don't need to know all the steps to move forward or to do the project. You only need to know the next step. And whatever that next step is, take it immediately, right now, and keep this process throughout to fight procrastination and perfectionism, decrease your stress levels, and commit to doing superior but not perfect work. You're looking for success, not perfection. And understand the standard involved in the work and do your best to rise above the standard, not perfect it. That's our show today. Better Than Before is sponsored by University Subaru, homegrown and proud of it. You can follow me on Twitter at Tony Richards 4. You can come over and join our Facebook page, Tony Richards Speaker, Author, Coach. And you can connect with me on LinkedIn, Tony Richards, Master Coach and Strategic Growth Advisor. Special thanks, as always, to our producer, Tessa Hall. And until we visit again next week, I'm your host, Tony Richards, reminding you, everything gets better when you get better. 
Thank you for listening to Better Than Before with Tony Richards, a business leaders podcast powered by Clear Vision Development Group. For more resources from Tony, visit clearvisiondevelopment.com. Join us next time for another episode of Better Than Before with Tony Richards. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.